0: Welcome to the home of the blessed people, and here is our host pastor, Pastor Dio Adeyamo your predetermined counsel that you have proposed and determined before the foundation of the world concerning our lives we align ourselves today as we receive instructions in righteousness via your word and we are trusting you that this word will mix with faith in our hearts and produce the intended fruits that you have desired of us even before the foundation of the world we ask you to anoint your word bless your word in the name of Jesus and Lord bless your people who who are watching from all over the world and especially in our Niagara Peninsula let oh Lord your presence that is in this auditorium also go into all other places their living rooms bedrooms and every other room they are in and let the glory belong to you and oh Lord the blessings be ours at the end of the day let your name be glorified thank you father in Jesus mighty name we have prayed and the people of god said amen and the people of god said praise god You are welcome. We want to thank you once again for welcoming us to the confines of your home. We want to thank God for our viewers from the western part of Africa and southern part of Africa, all over Europe. We thank God for your life. Southern part of America, United States, God bless you. And also in Canada right here, we say God bless you. Northern part of Canada, Alberta, uh, Nova Scotia, East Coast, West Coast, and also the Greater Toronto area here, and also uh, in the Niagara Peninsula. Glory be to God. And we want to thank God for our host, the Royal House itself, the home of the blessed people, a place where lives are changed and destinies are transformed. On behalf of the crew here in the studio, We want to say, Good God bless you. And we want to say, Get ready, because the word of God will change your life forever. You are welcome to this new month of June in the royal house. It's our month of destiny. Hallelujah. And we know that we are all about destiny in the royal house. I know and I can feel it in my spirit. Somebody's destiny will be announced this month in the name of Jesus Christ people under the sound of my voice I'm speaking to you life and direct that your destiny will be announced in the name of Jesus whether your destiny has been chromatose for a while whether your destiny has been in a cage for a while whether your destiny has been slow for a while whether your destiny has been reversed for a while listen to this prophetic word in this month of destiny I see your destiny come alive in the name of Jesus I see divine assistance for you in the name of Jesus I see help come from heaven for you in the name of Jesus I speak a word over your life over your season over your moment over your hour over this day according to the Word of God over us in this tabernacle I speak as he has commanded me your destiny will come alive in the name of Jesus I say your destiny will come alive in the name of Jesus you will move forward word you will advance by the energy of his spirit your destiny will receive a new light this morning in the name of jesus and somebody's destiny will be announced this month if you believe it shout yes that's me that's me shout yes glory be to god this morning by the special grace of god we are starting a new series Captioned, growing in the Lord. Growing in the Lord. It's the desire of God that his children grow. It's his desire that his children become mature. It's his desire that they become heroes, like the Bible says, the matured sons of God. The Bible makes us to understand that the whole creation, according to Romans chapter 8, is waiting not for just noisemakers. He's waiting, not for just those who call themselves children of God. He's waiting for the manifestation, not of children, but of the sons of God, the heels of God, the matured children of God. In the word of God, and I want you to know, this morning we'll be going a bit fast. This morning in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, The Word of God tells us something. Please put it on the screen for the people of God. 1 Timothy 6.12. He says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou hast also been called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Fight the good fight of faith. In this part one series, I'm going to share with you on the topic, hindrances to your faith, hindrances to your faith, hindrances to your faith. Because one thing about faith is clear, faith is one of the most important subjects, if not the most important subject for you to know as a Christian. Because we are called people of faith. We are called children of faith. Faith is so important to our Christian walk. We cannot do without faith. And that is why we are starting this journey by addressing this subject of faith, this journey of growing in the Lord, because we need faith to grow. Hallelujah. Faith is so important. You cannot be the God kind of Christian without faith. Hebrews eleven six makes this clear. He says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. God says this, and this is how I have chosen my people to live, says the Lord. The just shall live. The justified, the just shall live by faith. Four times he tells us, people of God, those who have received him as their personal Lord and Savior. The Lord is speaking to you this morning. He said there is no other way you will live this life except by faith. Romans 1.17 says the just shall live by faith. Galatians 3.11 says the just shall live by faith. Habakkuk 2.4 says the just shall live by his own faith. Hebrews 10.38 says that just shall live by faith. It's the manufacturer's prescription. It's God's prescription for our lives. We are not only to live by faith, we are to also walk by faith. Everything around our life is centered around faith. Nothing you will receive from heaven if not by the channel of faith. Nothing comes from God except through faith. Jesus, 95%, 98% of the miracles he performed in the days of his flesh, he said, your faith. He said, your faith. Your faith. When people want to praise him, he said, your faith has made you whole. You don't receive anything from heaven except through faith. So as a Christian, you have to understand the fundamentals of faith. You have to understand that faith you have to hold on to. Second Corinthians 5, 7 says, we walk by faith and not by sight. Many people think it's through sight that they are going to walk in this life. But the Bible says, no, it's contrary. You will walk by faith and not, not by sight. Oh, you mean I should go fold my eyes? No. He said, those eyes, those sight that you are going to see is not going to take you there. The first clause we read in this scripture is fight the good fight of faith. Listen to me. Faith is so important that God has called us to fight for it. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. The only fight believers are called to fight is the fight of faith. It's called a good fight because Jesus whipped the devil on the cross of Calvary and rose in victory over him. Now the Bible says, according to Romans 12, verse 3, Romans 12, verse 3, put it on the screen for the people of God. God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. The last part. The last part of that, verse 3, it says, According as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. So every man has been given a measure of faith. What is God saying? There's no excuse. I have called you to live a life of faith, I've called you to live by faith. Now I have put faith into every man. Every man has a measure of it. You have a measure. Come on, say it at home. Say it everywhere. I have a measure of faith. That is it. So from here, you can see when believers confess and say lack of faith, they are technically not correct. They do not lack faith. They have faith. There is a measure of faith in everyone. God has given us a measure of faith. Everybody say, I have a measure. I have a measure of faith. So, this means lack of faith is not the real problem. The truth is that they do have faith, but they may not have developed it. Many believers have not developed their faith. This is the crux of this message. This is the challenge of this message, for you to put you on a journey to begin to develop your faith, To the degree that God has instituted, to the degree that God has demanded, to the degree that is required for you to have life in abundance. You need to grow and develop your faith. It's either they have failed to develop their faith or they have failed to release their faith. That's another level. Some people have developed their faith, they just developed it. When opportunity comes to release it, they give up. But that would not be your portion in the name of Jesus. So we see two problems here. You need to develop your faith and you need to release your faith. If believers don't develop their measure of faith, their faith becomes weak. And that is what you have in the body of Christ today. Many believers, their faith is weak. You can tell from their language. You can tell from the mindset. You can tell from what comes out of the mouth. Because the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You can tell the level of faith. Thank God for our father, Abraham. The Bible says he was not weak in faith. But he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He was not weak in faith. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm challenging you this morning. To begin to develop your faith. According to Romans 10:17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I hope it's the word you are hearing and not the philosophies of men. I hope it's the word you are hearing and not the postulation of philosophers. I hope it's the word of God you are hearing constantly and consistently because that is how you will live by by faith. And the Bible says faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You will need to take time. You cannot increase or grow your faith any other way except by the word of God. I repeat myself: there is no other way you grow your faith except. By the word of God, you will need to sit down and feed your spirit with this precious word from God to grow, to develop yourself, to grow your faith. Again, I say to you, you will need to sit down with the word and with many ministry gifts that god has blessed the body of christ you can hear them the kenneth copeland's of this world the kenneth yeagins of this world of blessed memory the pastors E.A. E. The, the, the 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 great teachers of the world that god has blessed this universe with the miles monroes of blessed memory you need to sit down with the world And with various teachers to the body of Christ. And you can add your humble pastor to the list. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. So you give yourself to the word. You sit down with the word. The Bible says, study to show thyself, not others. Study to show yourself approved of God. Second Timothy 2.15. You need to sit down and study God's word, ultimately. How many chapters of the scriptures do you read a day? I'm not talking of reading now. Reading is part of it. But you need to sit down and study the word. Praise God. As a member of this church, I've recommended for you, at least every week of your life, apart from reading, give yourself to two to four hours of study of the scriptures. Amen, amen, and as you receive knowledge of the word, because this is what happens, when you study, then what comes out of your study, faith will be put into your spirit, that's what happens. There are no shortcuts, it comes to your spirit because of the art of study, and as you receive knowledge, of the word, this is what happens. Faith will be birthed in your spirit. As you increase your knowledge of the word, faith will be birthed in your spirit. Praise God. A lack of knowledge of God's word in your life will hinder and hold you in bondage. I will repeat that. A lack of knowledge of God's word in your life will hinder and hold you in bondage. You need to go after knowledge. The Bible says in Hosea 6, He said, you will know when you follow to know. Praise God. Give yourself to study. Program your study. Give a day of your week to study. Study every day if you can. If you can't, make sure you read every day. But at least one day a week. If you can't give one day a week, you will remain weak. Give at least one day a week. To the world, to the world, to the study of the world. Listen, you cannot act upon God's word beyond the knowledge of what you have of it. You cannot act on God's word beyond the knowledge of what you have of it. So that's why you must increase your knowledge base in the world. It's absolutely necessary for your life to turn out well. He has said you will live by faith. There's no other way of living. He has even given you an advantage, a measure of faith. All you need to do is grow that faith. And it takes diligence, it takes discipline, it takes grace, it takes a lot to develop the faith. Faith will grow with an understanding of the world. When your understanding increases, your faith automatically begins to increase. Many are operating weak faith because they have not grown their faith. Praise God. If your faith is not growing, it means your understanding is not growing. Growing understanding, a lack of understanding of what God's word says about your redemptive rights in Christ can keep one in a state of unbelief perpetually. It's vitally important to feed upon the word and allow the word of God and allow your faith to grow so you can fight the good fight of faith. Allow your faith to grow, allow it to grow, how? By feeding on the word, feeding on the word. Notice, it's a fight of faith, that means there must be enemies and hindrances to faith life. If he says fight the good fight of faith, it means there are enemies around faith. There are enemies that don't want you to have faith. There are enemies that don't want you to have faith. And that is what I'm gonna be doing this morning by unfolding, by revealing at least six enemies to you growing your faith. And I believe with all my heart that by the time we are done with this message your life can never remain at the same spiritual level of growth. Praise God. We will look at six big hindrances, six enemies to faith. The first one, all of it is lack of knowledge in one area or the other. So the first one is lack of understanding of what it means to be a new creation in Christ. Lack of understanding of new creation realities, it can hinder your faith. Your faith will not function at the degree it ought to function. It won't grow to the place it ought to go through. Number two, lack of understanding of our place in Christ. Many Christians don't understand their place. They don't understand their privileges, their rights, and their positions in Christ. Lack of understanding of this, will be will, con, will, 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 will truncate our growth of faith number three lack of understanding of righteousness many people don't know that they are the righteousness of god in christ jesus this gives you a different mindset when we understand righteousness number four lack of understanding of your our right and privilege to use the name of Jesus. Do you know many believers don't know and understand their privileges, rights, and positions to use the name of Jesus. They don't know what to use. They don't know how to use it. They don't know how to apply that name. Some only use that name when they are in church, and when somebody crosses them in the traffic, they use a word that starts with F, and that's all they know. They are not familiar with the name of Jesus in every situation of their lives. Number five, lack of understanding about acting on God's word. We say it every time. What is faith? Acting of God's word. But many don't still know how to act on the word of God. And number six, lack of understanding that we are to hold fast To our confession of faith. To hold fast. Many people don't know the principles and how they need to hold fast. You have to understand the principles of God behind it for you to hold fast. You have to understand that God wants you to hold fast to your confession. Hallelujah. And all these things, I'm talking about the lack of understanding of it, but when you understand it, You see your faith begins to grow in leaps and in bounds. Then you begin to enjoy the life he has come to give you and I in abundance as he has proposed it to be. Quickly this morning, let us go to the first one. Lack of understanding of what it means to be a new creation in Christ Jesus. The Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away, and all things have become new. Another one says, Behold, all things are become new. A failure to understand these concepts hinders our faith life. That we are brand new. We are new species. We are not refurbished. We are not secondhand. We are brand new. There was a new, our spirit was recreated. Many people don't know. They are now new creatures. They think Jesus just forgave their sins. Jesus did not only just forgive our sins. Forgiveness does not help the sinner because he will go back to his sin. What helps the sinner is when he's forgiven and his nature is changed. We have a brand new nature. No, we are not just forgiven sinners. We are new creatures created by God in Christ Jesus. With the very life that was in God, the very life and nature of God was recreated in our spirit. That is one truth you must hold to heart. I have been recreated. created. I am not what i used to be i have a nature that nature is god's nature that nature is god's nature that life i have received now is the very life of god the very life that makes god god the zoe life is what is on my inside i must live out of that consciousness the moment i forget the manner of who I am, the moment I begin to derail that the life of God is not on the inside of me, or situations and circumstances are pushing me left and right, that is making me reduce the manner of person I am, then I begin to get into trouble. We are children of God. We are joint ears with Jesus Christ. Look at Jesus, I was describing the Bible, how powerful he was. How and the Bible says you belong to the same order. I remember when I was in the younger school, I had a brother that was almost three times my size. He's probably watching us again today. Praise God. But I used to walk around with confidence. Why? You know, in those days it was survival of the fittest. Praise God. But people don't mess with you when they know the kind of people behind you. Praise God. I told you, my brother, to date, he's still three times my size. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you can imagine, it had been a long time ago. And he tells me every time, he's got my back. Praise God. And so, therefore, I have some boldness to go and do some things I would naturally not do. Praise God. But because I, I, I could make noise to somebody who I know could actually deal with me, but can't deal with my brother. Praise God. So I'll deliberately, I'll deliberately make some trouble. Praise God. Okay, some of you are feeling bad. I could feel you from the screen. Hallelujah. That, oh, pastor, you haven't been holy all this while. No, I haven't. Praise God. I wasn't born holy from heaven. <laughs> Praise God. He got to a time I gave my life to Christ, but I'm talking of back in the days, Amen. Back in the days, you 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 go and make trouble somewhere, and everybody will warn each other. Hey, hey, hey! He's got big Joe behind him. Praise God! Praise God! That he's got a brother, so you don't touch him, Amen. Praise God! Glory be to God! Glory be to God! So that's the same way it is. You have to be conscious now. That's in the physical. You got to look at it in the spiritual. That greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Hallelujah! You have to look at it from that perspective. That you are a new creation. The nature, the power of God. What makes God God is on the inside of you. Hallelujah! And that's why he said in 1 John 4:4, "Greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world." Why? You have eternal life. Everybody say, "I have eternal life." We have reduced our salvation experience to just forgiveness of sin. No, we have something greater on the inside and you need to exploit. You need to be conscious of what is on your inside. Praise God. It's the very life of God, the very nature of God, the very nature of God, the very life that makes God, God is the way life is on the inside of me. I need to exploit more. First John 5, 1 John five thirteen. First John 5, 13, put it on the screen for the people of God. He said, these things I have written unto you that believe on the name of the son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. That ye may know, look at it again, praise God. These things I have written unto you that believe on the name of the son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. You have eternal life. Come on, say it loud. I have eternal life. When you know what you possess, listen to this. When you know what you possess, because of your inheritance in Christ, when you know what you possess, and you know who you are in Christ, it makes all the difference in the world about your life. You know what you possess. You know who you are. My God, it makes all the difference in the world. It makes all the difference in your faith life. Praise God. Say it loud, I am not ordinary. Say it like you mean it, I'm not ordinary. Oh, I said that statement as a teenager till it entered my consciousness, subconsciousness, that I am not ordinary. I am not an ordinary man. Say it one more time, I am not ordinary. Say it like you mean it, I am not ordinary. Say it with all your heart, I am not ordinary. Praise God. Number two, quickly because of our time, the second hindrance to faith is lack of understanding of our place in Christ. Lack of understanding of our place in Christ. A lot of us, it is good to do this exercise as a Christian. I want to challenge you this week to do this exercise so that you can know who you are in Christ Jesus, praise God, so that you can know who you are in Christ Jesus. Go through the New Testament, particularly go through the epistles, the letters to the saints, the epistles, and write down all the scriptures that has to do with in Christ, in whom in him i'll repeat it in christ in him in whom you see those scriptures you will find over 100 of them i think there are about 134 133 if you add some other ones i'll tell you, if you add scriptures like uh, 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that is in me, that he that is in the world. If you had like Colossians 1, 13, that says, uh, uh, well, he has delivered us uh, from the power of darkness and translated us to the kingdom of his dear son. If you add scriptures like that, you get about 130, 133 of those scriptures, very dangerous scriptures. There, there are scriptures I call identity scriptures. It gives you the manner of person you have become when you gave your life to Christ. That is a whole new ballgame. Your status has changed. Your nature has changed. And you must function in that new nature. As you go through it, you will see. And you begin to declare what the Word of God says over your life. You begin to say, statements like, this is who I am in Christ. When you locate those scriptures, you have to confess it. This is who I am in Christ. I am not a failure. This is who I am in Christ. And the more you say, the more you identify with this nature, the more you experience it. Look, our faith follows our confession. I'll repeat that statement. Your faith keeps pace with your confession the more you say it the more you become it says with the lips the righteous will deliver himself you keep on saying it this is who i am and you will see your faith grow you see your faith grow because things will begin to happen that you yourself will know is not ordinary praise god this is what i have in christ this is who i am in christ this is what i have in christ i have the healing power of God. I have it in Christ. Hallelujah. This is who I am in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. It will identify who you are and what you have in Christ Jesus. Praise God. In Christ Jesus, I have forgiveness. Yes, flesh and blood may not be able to forgive, but I have forgiveness in Christ Jesus. Praise God. I have love in Christ Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise God. Doing this constantly and consistently will make life answer to you at a very different rate. Number three, the third hindrance to faith is a lack of understanding of righteousness. Many saints don't understand the manner of person they have become in Christ Jesus. Praise God. They they don't understand the manner of person they have become in Christ Jesus. James 5.16 says, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Another translation says, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man makes Tremendous power available. Glory be to God. When I used to read this scripture years ago, I would tell myself, I wish I can be more righteous. I wish I can be more righteous. I didn't know it was a religious prayer. Praise God. Praise God. Oh my, I wish I was more righteous. James 5 17, reading it further, now tells me that Elijah. Was subject to like passion, as we are. So if Elisha can be given an example as a righteous person, who's who the blood of Jesus didn't avail for, and he was righteous. Who the Bible says, when fear came, he ran also, and he's still righteous. The man who told God, I'm not doing again, is still righteous. Uh, then I think I'm more qualified. Praise God. The the, the blood of bulls and goats, he was living under the shadow. His sins could only be covered, and he was righteous. So righteousness could be imputed. Are you listening to me? Yeah, it is being used as an example of being righteous. Psalm 32, verse 2 says, Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord Imputed not iniquity. So under the old covenant, where the goats and bull or the goats, the blood of bulls and goats were, were used to cover the sins of people, under the old covenant, God imputed righteousness to those whose sins have been covered by the blood of sacrificial animals. Righteousness was given to them, imputed. How much more? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, For he had made him to be seen for us who knew no sin, that we might be made, what? The righteousness of God in him. Exchange program. I'm not just righteous by my own righteousness. No, that's not the righteousness I have. I have the righteousness of Jesus. Glory be to God. Now, many believers don't understand this truth that I can walk through the throne room of God as if I'd never sinned. Why? Based on the righteousness of Jesus. Oh, glory be to God. This is powerful, ladies and gentlemen. These truths I've shared with people and they receive their healing like this, immediately. Because sometimes people, when they are sick, they feel it's the sin. You know, there's one sin they did some time ago. That sin is haunting them. Praise God. The blood of Jesus does not just cover, it cleanses from all sins. Glory be to God. We are created by God in Christ Jesus. We are sons and daughters of God. We can, listen to me, we can stand in God's presence as though we had never sinned. Glory. Without any kind of feeling of guilt, inferiority, or sin consciousness, or without any kind of embarrassment. Really? In Christ? Yes. God said he would not remember our transgressions anymore. Psalm 102 verse 12. And Isaiah 43, 25. Glory be to God. He does not remember them anymore. So why should we remember the sins anymore? Come on, say it. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Somebody wants that, but what if, Pastor? But what if I have sinned a lot since I gave my life to Christ? You know, some people get born again and they start living the old life or it creeps in once a while. And, uh, yeah, and, 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 uh, and uh, now I, I am weak spiritually. You see, I cannot, I, I, I am weak now because I've seen so much. I've done horrible things even after I've given my life to Christ. Listen to me. I listen very well. Now, I'm not a greasy grace preacher. I'm not the preacher that will encourage you to continue in sin, no, that's not what the scripture tells us. But the Bible says one thing in 1 John 1, 9. It says if we confess our sins, what a sinner needs to do is to confess the sin. What keeps you in sin and what keeps the sin, the sting of sin operating more in your life is when you don't confess it. A sinner needs to confess his or her sins that's what you do to sin that's what god expects you to do to confess your sins praise god so if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins first john 1 9 to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us that's the second thing he does So God, number one, will forgive you of your sins, and number two, he will cleanse you. That is the effect of that sin, will not lord over you. He will cleanse you. But you have to confess your sin. You have to come to God. Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I shouldn't have done it. I've done it again and again. I've blown it again and again. But still, I'm here. Cleanse me. Forgive me of my sin. And He has promised. He will forgive and he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is what has taken righteousness away from you. When something is unrighteousness, if he cleanses you from unrighteousness, what will you become? Righteous. Simple. You'll become righteous. So God does two things for the believer. When he asks for forgiveness, when he has missed it, when the believer has missed it, number one, he's going to forgive him. And number two, he's going to cleanse him from all unrighteousness. He will forgive him of his sins and cleanse him from all unrighteousness. When we sin, some things happen. We feel guilty. We have a sense of unrighteousness in us. We feel embarrassed and spiritually inferior. That's what happens. That's the effect of it to come to God's presence. We become inferior. In fact, when Maybe that's the day you come to church and pastor is saying, let us lift up holy hands. And immediately you just remember what you've done. You say, oh, no hand is holy here. You put it down. You are spiritually in freedom. You are not bold to approach the throne of God. That's what comes when we sin, when we've done things that are wrong. But God says, when we confess it, and listen to me out there, because I sense in my spirit there are one or two people out there. You've been living in sin, you've been living a life of sin, you've been struggling with sin and you are a child of God, listen to me. God is speaking to you directly today. He's saying that if if we confess our sins, he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. We become righteous again. That's the spot you need to be and begin to grow and you grow to the point that sin will not know your address anymore. In the name of Jesus Christ. Anytime saints know this truth, their life takes a new turn. I've seen people get healed just because these truths are shared with them, that they have become the righteousness of God. Righteousness is a gift, you don't work for it. But there are conditions to receive any gift. Praise God. Praise God. Number four, the fourth hindrance to faith is lack of understanding of our rights and privileges to use the name of Jesus. Failure to use the name of Jesus holds us in bondage. Failure to use the name of Jesus gives us a sense of spiritual weakness. When we know what the name can do for us, we can overcome Satan in every circumstance. That name is powerful. That name is a name above every other name. Sickness bow at that name. Disease bowed at that name. Demons bow at that name. All names in heaven, earth, and underneath the earth have been commanded by the Almighty to bow at that name. If I were you, I would use that name in the morning. I would use it in the evening. I would use it all day. I would use it all night. I would use it when I wake up in the midnight watches. I would use it. I would use it on the road. I would use it every. Everywhere I go, everywhere I turn, I will apply it on my children. I will apply it on my marriage. I will apply it on my spouse. I will apply it on my business. I will apply that name on my finances. I will apply that name every day, every time, everywhere. That name is it. That name will never depart from my lips. You've got to use that name. And many people don't know the power Fested in that name. All heaven is ticked at that name. With all that Jesus went through, the Bible says God gave him a name. That's the highest name in the world. Are you listening to me? If you don't use that name, you are doing yourself a lot of disservice because power is in that name. So when we know what the name can do for us, We can overcome Satan in every circumstance and enjoy the victory that he has provided for us. We are to use the name. Where are we going to use the name? In prayer. I use the name in prayer. Use it in prayer. In John, John chapter 16, verses 23 and 24, put it on the screen for the people of God. Use that name in prayer. (coughs) Use that name in prayer. Use it in prayer. Glory be to God. And in that day, ye shall ask. Praise God. He says in that day, in that day, ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name. In my name, in my name, whatever you ask the Father. When we pray, we pray to the Father, but we ask in the name of Jesus. He said when we, uh, no matter what we ask in his name, he will do what? The Father will give it to you. There is a check with the Father, a blank check, a check with your name written on it. It's with the Father. Whatever you ask, he will give it. Praise God. He said, in my name, and he said in verse 24, these things I've said to you, that your joy may be full. Look at Jesus. He said, don't you have not asked nothing in my name? Ask and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. God wants you happy. God wants you joyful. That's why he gave you that name. Use it. Jesus said, I've earned that name. I've earned all the power in that name. All power in heaven earth and underneath the earth has been given to me. This name trashes the devil any day, any time. Use it. I give the name. I give the authority to you. Praise God. And he told us a reason why he gave it to us. Not to even make him shine. No? Why did he give us that name? So that your joy can be Oh, I can't hear you this morning. Your joy can be full. Praise God. I see you walk in the fullness of joy. In this month of destiny, you walk in the fullness of joy. In the name of Jesus. Look at Mark 16 again. Mark 16, 17 and 18. Another goodie. So we'll use it in prayer. But not only in prayer. We'll use it Wherever. Wherever, any other place that the word says it can be used, so we will use it in prayer when we are asking the Father in His name. But look at other places we can use the name of Jesus, seventeen and eighteen. And this sign shall follow them that believe in my in my name. They will do what? They will cast out devils. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues in my name. Verse 18, verse 18 quickly. They shall take up serpents. And, and if they should drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. In whose name? In the name of Jesus. And they shall recover. So we'll not only use the name of Jesus in prayer, we'll use it to push the devil back. We'll use it to do activities for the kingdom. We'll use it to heal the sick, cleanse the leper, make the lame walk, make the blind sick. We'll use it in miracle signs and wonders. We'll use it even when any deadly thing enters our body like spirit of infirmity. We'll use the name again against every spirit of infirmity. Guess what? That spirit of infirmity has a name. And when we lose the name of Jesus on that spirit of infirmity, it has to bow in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to act on the authority that is in the name of Jesus. These signs will follow not just the early church. These signs will follow not just the early disciples. These signs will follow not just the early apostles. These signs will follow anyone that believes. That's what the scripture says. Anyone. Every believer is entitled to it. Quickly, because of our time, number five, the fifth hindrance to faith is lack of understanding about acting on the world. Many times we don't know how to act on the word. The word of God is given to us. We should learn how to act on the word. We should learn how to stay on the word. We should learn on how to behave around the word. We should stop trying to obey God and start acting on the word. Many people say, Oh, I'm trying, I'm trying. Don't try. God did not ask you to try. Just obey the word, act on it. Do the word. Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. If I trust in the Lord, I will step out and do what he says. Just ask, what is the word of God saying? That's the way to move in the world. That's the way to have faith. And I'm still going to give you an assignment. I better give you now before I forget. You mark in your life things that are in your life today that you can point to that this is an act of faith. 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 If you cannot get lists in your life that is act of faith, you haven't started Christianity. Amen? You have Because the church shall live by what? By faith. So you must have been living by other means if it's not faith. Are you listening to me? It should be by faith. You must have things in your life. Oh, 2016 I would not have crossed over if not by faith. I was at the point of death if not by faith. Oh, look at that my child. The doctor said all they could say but if not by faith, not be alive today. And of course, when we are saying faith is dependence on God. It's not your ability or anything. It's always God. Faith is the God factor. Praise God. So trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Find out what the word of God has to say. On any subject, on any challenge, what's the word of God saying? Go on a search. Find out what the word of God has to say. If we know what the word has to say, we know the word of God is true, it can never be a lie, then we act as though it's the whole truth. It becomes a reality in our lives when we act on the word. The Bible says, Abraham did not consider the deadness of his body. Sarah, the deadness of her womb was not considered. They did not act on what they saw. They acted on the word of God and acting on the word of God, even though it looks stupid. Everybody was calling them stupid. Abraham became Abraham, he even changed his name, father of many, father of many. They were calling him father of many, father of, and people were laughing when they called his name. Abraham, <laughs> father of many, father, how can he ever father? He hasn't father, leave him alone, praise God. But he acted on the word. And the Bible says not being weak in faith, What did I say about weak faith? When you are not developing your faith. Abraham was acting on the word, developing his faith. Praise God. And the Bible says, from weak, he became strong in faith. Giving what? Glory to God. I see your life changing this season. I see your destiny come alive like never before. In this month, you will impute into your destiny like you have never done before. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let me hear your amen there. Amen. Then the sixth hindrance to faith is lack of understanding that we are to hold on to our confession of faith. Now, this is where Robert hits the road. Keep on holding on, never give up. The truth is that faith keeps pace with our confession. Faith keeps pace with our confession. Faith is waiting for your confession to lead him. Ha <laughs> ha. But when your confession is not in place, confession is like chatting the course of faith. Praise God. You keep on saying it. Hebrews 4.14, write the scriptures down. Hebrews 4.14, Romans 10.10, 10, Mark 11.23. Again, Hebrews 4.14, Romans 10.10, 10, Mark 11.23. Hebrews 4.14 says, seeing then that we have a great high priest... That is passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our profession. Let us hold fast. Let us not waver at it. Romans ten ten says, "For with the heart the man believeth, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation." Mark eleven twenty three. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, "Be thou removed." And be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Listen to me. There was a time a couple in the United States of America there, (coughs) praise God, they actually... Uh, were told by the doctors that they could never get pregnant. That there was no way they were gonna have a baby. The man was 32 years old at that time and went to the man of God of blessed memory, Kenneth Egin. And Kenneth Eagin spoke a few words about confession to him and prayed with him and in his testimony he said ever since he had been confessing the word of God, speaking the word of God over the wife, over the pregnancy, over his life, that this is going to happen in their very life. And. As he was speaking the word, confessing the word over the situation, I want to challenge you, ladies and gentlemen, that difficulty you are going through, that challenge, is it a financial challenge? Have you ever gathered scriptures that speaks about the promises of God for your finances and speak it over your life consistently? It might not be that. Is it a is it, is it promotion problem? Maybe you're not the kind of guy that gets promoted on time. Praise no. God. Have you gathered the scriptures to speak it over that challenge? It could it be a health problem. Have you gathered the scripture and hold fast to that confession? This is how faith works. This is how you grow your faith. Praise God. This is the practicality of the Christianity you carry. You are now applying the scriptures. applying Now, to cut the long story short, this couple, they were applying the scriptures, and they wrote the man of God later that after 12 months, they had their baby girl. This was a couple being told in the hospital that they could never get pregnant. Now, just act of faith, confessing the word of God. Believe in the Word of God. Being not that, you know, the kind of confession that is not intentional. You yourself know you are not that serious. I'm not talking about that one. The one that you dedicate time to. That, yes, I speak, I confess throughout the day, but I I am programmed, I've programmed 20 minutes every day to speak on this issue. And you say, for the next 40 days, I'm going to be speaking for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever time you have. That is intentional and you are not missing any day come and see life develop come and see the doctors will change that report praise god i've seen this in my lifetime over and over again over and over again that the word of god there's nothing as powerful as this word i'm just believing god that you'll be able to grow your faith to be able to enhance it that you begin to do exploits. And this is the generation of exploits. This is the time like never before people should release their faith. Because in the end times, that's when we'll see the wonders of the ages. The prophets have said that. It's this season. It's this moment. And you know what? It's free for all. It's for every believer. You don't have to be a ministry gift for you to see this. It's for every believer. Praise God. I remember the first day I was going to see a miracle in my there's no, There's no title, there's nothing. It's just acting on the word, acting on the word. I've been hearing it. I'll lay hands on the sick, lay hands on the sick. And one day I was, in, I was in college then, I think I was 16 years plus in college. And, I, and uh, what's it called? A, a boy was having a stomach offset, um, and the stomach offset was serious, rolling on the floor, and uh, you know a lot of crowd working. I just went there, laid hands on the boy, prayed, left. Five minutes later, I came to my room and said, "Why well, are you the one that prayed That's what led him to Christ. Praise God. So you can exert it. Amen? Gather the word. Gather the scriptures on that situation you are facing. I remember a sister I was talking to yesterday, a member of this church. Approximately a year ago, They asked her to pack her bag and baggages to leave this country. They've already given her eviction notice or whatever they call it. And she just had a few days left in Canada. So one of the, the person who invited her to this church now said, did you discuss this with pastor? I said, no. Oh, you should call pastor. Immediately the lady called me. God bless her. I'm sure she's online right now. And and called me and said, oh, this happened, this happened. She was even going to immigration at that point in time. I said, are you a child of faith, this and that? I called her, encouraged her, encouraged her, her the word of God. Okay, come and see me, open scriptures. We spoke about it. I said, this will not happen. It will be turned around. And I encouraged her just to keep on confessing. These same principles that we are sharing. Keep on speaking over it. She only called me yesterday to say late Friday night. They, they wrote her an email. Congratulations, you are welcome to register as a permanent resident. It's over. It's over. How did it happen? Confession. Faith. 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 She was exercising her faith. 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 What Release. What should have been. In fact, she told me in her confession, because she called me early morning, Saturday. She said, I wanted to call you last night, Pastor, but I didn't understand the letter. She was so shocked. I didn't understand the letter. He said the only thing she was still holding on to was at least they said congratulations. She, she couldn't read really. it. <laughs> Praise God. I said, God will change your story in the name of Jesus. God will bring that thing you are looking for. Long-term issues you have been believing God for. Don't give up. Go and face those issues again and speak the word of God over it. That's why the Bible calls him ancient of days. It doesn't matter how old that problem is. it's not older than God. Hallelujah. And pick it up. Well, our time is fast spent. I wanted to share a few more things, but uh, don't let anything hinder you from overcoming in your good fight of faith, okay? We have talked about the six hindrances. Go out there and win the faith battle. Is that clear? Praise God. And I will conclude with Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. He has said that you may boldly say, God has said all those things so that you might boldly confess it. Confess the word of God. Speak the word of God constantly and consistently. And you will see the changes come your way in Jesus' name. I commit you to his everlasting arms that cannot fail." that in this journey of spiritual growth, of growing in the Lord, this month it will be said of you, it will be said of your destiny, you are, something has shifted for you, you have moved forward, you have advanced in the name of Jesus, the power of God, the presence of God, the anointing of the Holy Ghost will be strong upon your life. In the name of Jesus Christ, you will go places. Your destiny will come alive. I speak to every destiny that has gone chromatos, It will come alive in the name of Jesus. You will not fail. You will not fall. You will not falter. I want you to rise on your feet, and I want you to pray those six points into the atmosphere right now. I want you to begin to commit your life into the hands of God, that in this month of destiny, I will... Will grow. I lift my life. I lift my hands to you, my God, that indeed I will grow. I will grow. I will grow. I commend myself. I commit myself to a lifestyle of growth. My faith will become robust. My faith will grow in the name of Jesus Christ. I will move forward. I will advance by the energy of God's spirit. The power of God will rest on me. The presence of God will rest on me the anointing of a Holy Ghost will be strong upon me I will move forward I will advance by the energy of God's Spirit in the name of Jesus every lack of understanding every lack of understanding every spirit of ignorance truncating my growth in my faith because I'm called to fight the fight of faith every every hindrance to me growing my faith I come against this morning the name of Jesus. Father, what it means to be a new creation in Christ, I will embrace in the name of Jesus. My knowledge of being a new creation will increase. My knowledge of righteousness will increase. I will not lack the understanding of righteousness. I will not lack the understanding, Marie of my place in Christ. I will not lack in the understanding of my rightful place, of my right and my privilege in calling the name of Jesus. I will not lack in the understanding of righteousness I will not lack in the understanding of acting on God's Word I will not lack in the understanding of confession of my faith hallelujah a confession of the Word of God in the name of Jesus my life is of the better my life moves forward my life advances my life moves forward in the name of Jesus pray the Holy Ghost pray the Holy Ghost Praying the Holy Ghost, your life is taking shape, your life is moving forward, your life is advancing. Hallelujah! Glory be to God! Glory be to God! Glory be to God! We are the heels of God! We are the heels of God! thank you father for taking us to a new season to a new level we are growing we are moving forward we are advancing by the energy of God's Spirit thank you Jesus we give you all the glory and praise Oh God in the name of Jesus glory be to God perhaps there are one or two people out there this morning You need healing in your body. You need healing in your body. And perhaps there are one or two people out there. You are in pains. You are hurt. You are hurt. You are hurt for several reasons. Maybe people have hurt you. Maybe family members have hurt you. Maybe what's going on in the community is hurting you. Maybe what's going on in the world is hurting you. Maybe you are even depressed as a result of the COVID 19 situation. Maybe one thing or the other is upsetting you. I want you to lay your hands on your chest. You need healing in your body, do the same. Lay hands on your chest. Just go to ask the power of God to touch you right now. He touched me. And I know what I did, my soul. Something happened. Now I know he touched me and made me own. Now listen to me. Some of you are listening to this broadcast. You need to forgive. You need to forgive. You are going through that hurt maybe because you haven't forgiven those who have offended you. Forgive, forgive that man, forgive that woman. Forgive that community, forgive that nation. Forgive the executive powers of that nation. Forgive, forgive those who have offended you. Forgive them. See, those who have offended you are enjoying wherever they are. It's you with the pain. You don't need the pain in your life. Those who need healing in their body, forgive those who have offended you. Don't carry the burden. Don't carry the pain. Don't carry the hurt. Jesus has set you free. Why should you be bound? Say to them, you forgive them. You forgive them. You forgive them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your healing power flowing right now oh i can sense it in my heart somebody just forgave and the power of god too is touching you right now thank you father thank you father for healing that complication oh that's deliverance that's deliverance Whew. glory be to god thank you father i release the power of god into your life right now every hurt every pain every sickness every infirmity out of your body now in the name of jesus christ we have prayed indeed if you have been healed let us know write us let us know and there's somebody out there also you have not given your heart to jesus all these things we are saying can't be yours unless you invite Him me your life. And it's a simple thing. And if you would like this awesome morning, I'd like to lead you in a prayer of salvation. Just put your right hand on your chest one more time. And say, Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. I invite you into my life today as my personal Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Write my name in the book of life. With my heart, I believe that you, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, died for my sins, and with my mouth, I confess today, the 7th of June, 2020, that Jesus Christ of Nazareth is Lord over my life, as from today, according to the word of God, I am now born again glory be to god in jesus mighty name glory be to god you are welcome to the family of god the greatest family on the earth if you took that prayer with me i'd love to hear from you love to write you would love to send even materials to you that will help you grow in your faith You can go on our social media hangers, you can go on our website, you can go on our app and message us that you have taken that step. And there's also a place on our app that tells you how to go on further instructions on how to go from here. Praise God. Let's appreciate Jesus Christ for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you once again for tuning in today. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 10 45 a.m., and Bible study every Friday, 7 p.m., at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead, and God bless you.